Hello, and welcome to Surveyor Says, the podcast from the National Society of Professional Surveyors. Today's episode of Future Focus continues our discussion with those individuals who are making a difference in the surveying profession. Our guests today are David Acosta, PLS, and adjunct professor in the Geomatics and Surveying Program at New Mexico State University in Las Cruces, New Mexico, along with Chris Pappas, NSPS Director for New Mexico. NSPS Executive Director Kurt Sumner recently sat down with David and Chris to talk about the program at NMSU, some of the challenges the university has faced in the recent years, and how the profession worked together to help make sure the program would be sustained for the future. It's a great story of perseverance and determination in keeping the program at NMSU alive. So, without further delay, here's our next episode of Future Focus, right here on Surveyor Set. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Surveyor Says. If you're listening to this show, you've probably heard Surveyor Said before, but if you have not, it's our podcast series here at NSPS, and we are trying to build a bank of really interesting guests and interesting topics that will allow you to learn more about a lot of different things, whether it's what's going on in the profession, what's going on in the government affairs arena, but beyond that, we really are trying to capture, for lack of a better term, the human interest side of what we do, because everybody who's in surveying has a story to tell. There's no, at least one story to tell, probably a lot of stories to tell. Um, and with what's happening in the profession now and where we're headed with licensure and challenges to licensure and people looking for ways to perhaps undermine licensure, it's really important that we protect and, and enhance what's going on in the training and education of the next generation. Uh, it's, it's hard these days to come up from your bootstraps. You know, I went to work as a surveyor the day after I graduated high school and uh, did that for a few years before college, but that's really hard to do these days. Even if your licensing structure allows you to do it, it's really hard to do it without that underlying knowledge that you really can only get through some kind of formal education. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the program at New Mexico State, and it's been one of the strongest, longest programs we've had. It's been a, a part of NSPS for a, a long, long time, or not that we own it. It's just been part of our fabric. Um, and a lot of good people have come out of that program. Uh, the professors there have always been really, really good. And not too long ago, they found themselves in a tough spot. And so today, we're going to talk with Chris Pappas and David Acosta from, well, David's in New Mexico. Chris yeah. used to be in New Mexico, but he, yep. has, he has repented and come to Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> so, yep. so we're ha in, <laughs> glad to have you home, Chris. <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate it. So uh, what we want to do is, is talk about what led to the issue. And, and maybe, I don't know, David, if you want to start out a little bit and talk about a little bit of history about the program. You know, it's been around a while. And like I said earlier, it's been a success story all through the years. So when you guys ran into the issue, it was a bit of a surprise. That's right. Yeah. Uh you know, the survey program, I, I should know this date, but uh, the official start date that it's been around, um, you know, it's produced a lot of good uh, professionals that have gone 
to uh, you know start their own business, be part of governmental agencies, having holding down some major positions um, out there in general. So it's definitely been a pipeline for professionals and um, something that we always knew was going to be there would be there. At least we thought it would be there, right? So you know um, that's sort of how this all started. Is is that there was some uh, there was some budget cuts that were happening, and and the school was needing some money, so they started looking at places that they could cut down. And unfortunately, it was the equestrian team and the survey department that was going to be cut out of there. And uh, it took took our professional organization by surprise, I would say, uh, because it's something that we always like I said, considered to be there. And uh, interesting enough, the way we found out was through a news article that came out of the newspaper. So, wow. you know, what? yeah, yeah. So it's kind of interesting to for it to come across our table in that fashion. But uh, we, you know, we all grouped together. Uh, it was pretty interesting. We had some emergency meetings where we all had to come together. And, uh, and I actually happened to be the president of NMPS, New Mexico Professional Surveyors at the moment, at the time. So, you know, me uh, going into this presidency, I, I was told that, you know, it wasn't too bad. There's nothing that really, you know, it's too bad. You got to organize the conference, things like that. Well, oh, here we are, you know, just my look, we got a crisis on our hands. Uh, but we all banded together pretty strongly to put our, to, to begin, you know, figuring out how are we going to fight through this. and. Um, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that were going on at the moment. The, the, uh, there was a new dean that was coming into the College of Engineering as well, right at that same time uh, that, the, that the program was going to get shut down. Uh, I actually had a, had a phone call from him, and we started the discussions. One thing that, helped, that gave me hope from that very first call was that uh, Dr. Reddy is his name, uh, Lakshmi Reddy, he actually had told me a story about uh, how important surveyors were, and he understood the role we played and didn't want to see the program go. So just by his attitude towards appreciating what we do as surveyors, it gave me hope that we were going to be able to uh, come up with some kind of a, a conclusion. Right. Well, I, I think one of the things that struck me about it was um, just knowing some of the players, the, the people who've been in leadership of that program basically since it began, not that they're all still there, but, but we've kind of known those people all along. And they're all really high quality people and have done a great job with the program. And so if, if somebody was going to ask me, uh, can you think of a program that might be ever be in any kind of trouble? That one would have never been on my, on my mind. I mean, it was just right. And it almost, it, in yeah. my mind, it had to be a shock to them, too, because we didn't hear much about it until it was almost a done deal. Yes, it took everybody by surprise. You know, uh, uh, like, like you had mentioned, you know, Dr. Frank and Dr. Worm have done an amazing job, you know, these last uh, 15, 20 years, um, you know, keeping the department relevant, um, making it one of, you know, a strong, a strong program. And I, and I know that firsthand because I, I was a part of that program. And uh, but, you know, at the same breath, it, it was uh, it was just a, a changing in chapters in a way. It was we, we have surveying, which is always evolving and changing. And so, you know, it was just kind of 
kind of approaching that time that that perhaps you know it was just time for some changes in general. So um, it was sort of a blessing in disguise, if you will, that it forced us as the professional organization to say, okay, we need to dig back in. We need to get more involved again. We need to be, you know, we we realized that you know we we came up short in that aspect. We should have been more involved than we were. We we kind of thought we were, but there was something missing there. So that's where we started to to get really sink our claws into this and figure out how we could keep uh, this program going. You know, what is it going to take? And um, you know, Chris, if you want to add anything on this as well. Uh, it, yeah, it really sparked uh, our organ, the New Mexico Professional Surveyors. It sparked uh, a lot of uh, interest again in the program. Uh, we had gotten complacent and let the program kind of run itself and thought it would always be there because in New Mexico, we have a four-year degree requirement for licensure. So we figured, well, if it's a requirement for licensure in New Mexico, then they're going to have to keep it at the university. So we just thought it would always be there. And um, and interesting enough, at the same time, uh, the sunset of the Practice Act in New Mexico was happening. Uh, and they brought, they were going to, some of the members of the Board of Licensure wanted to eliminate the four-year degree requirement for licensure, especially after they saw that article where the, uh, the New Mexico State University pro program was going to be cut so we had uh, a battle on two fronts really where we had to battle the board of licensure to keep the four-year degree program and we had to battle uh, to raise money to help and figure a way to help uh, save the New Mexico State program yeah you know that's a that's a interesting point you were talking about the licensure side and I'm sure you guys are aware that there's movements all over the place in different parts of the country in the states to deregulate if you will or to or to undercut the whole licensing structure. So yeah. that I'm sure that didn't help your situation any with that kind of attitude. And um, I don't know where you guys stand right now. I assume you're still where you were in terms of your requirements, but there's that threat certainly seems to be out there and, and continuing. I mean, it's not something you can just say, we, we, we took care of it. It's all good because I think it's going to continue. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, what was really interesting in that whole process is we figured, okay, if if uh, you know if it's possible that NMSU couldn't uh, continue on with the program, we were going to seek some other alternatives also and see, uh, you know, what what other schools may be wanting to take on a serving program. And, and we found out that the the response was really good. Okay, so it made me feel good about being here in New Mexico. You know, there was other colleges that were more than happy to take us in. And um, so it was good to know that we had that value out there. And and so, you know, just just as soon as we started looking in other places, maybe finding some possibilities, well, that's when, um, you know, NMSU decided to, to kind of give us a different look. But in that, we were gonna have to change up the program. We're gonna need to make some changes. And which we all felt like, uh, and I don't wanna say changes, I think it's more just an evolution. I don't want to, we don't want to ever discredit everything that's been done prior. It's just more of an evolution, uh, a changing of guards kind of taking place. And yeah. in the meanwhile, you know, trying to adapt to these, all these awesome new tools and technology that we have uh, in serving now. Does there, yeah, we, we added, go ahead, Chris. Added, added uh, 
geographic uh, information systems to the curriculum instead of keeping it kind of separate at NMSU that now some of those classes are for both you can get um, they apply to both degrees now um, at the at the universities now are there I think think my memory's correct haven't there been in the past and maybe still are some like two-year feeder programs Yes, yeah. so that was part of the evolution of the program. Prior, it was it was it was called surveying engineering. So it's a bachelor of science in surveying engineering, and and we evolved and changed the the name to geomatics. Now there was a few mixed emotions on the whole geomatics name change. Our thought was, you know, from 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 me from when I've been in surveying, you know, the, the word geomatics seemed to me to pull in some of those technologies and and um, you know, just just to give it a different name, but then some felt also that it was sort of taking a step back. But either way, uh, whatever we call it, we just knew that it was going to be something a little different. Um, and um, so that's where that we decided to instead of being just a full four year program, they decided to go into a two plus two program. And and the whole and part of the reasoning behind that was that it would allow uh, other community colleges around the area. They can take their first two years there and then be able to come to NMSU for your latter two years and, and you know, be able to uh, fulfill the four-year requirement here in New Mexico. So does that, um, with, with the con concern apparently that the school had in terms of, I guess, it's always about money, right? Um, right. right. And, and so I was just curious, with those feeder schools, does the school accept that as a, a, a valid way to keep things going or do they look at the two-year schools as keeping them from getting part of the money in the first two years uh i think it was more just setting up a pipeline because okay. really one of the one of the main challenges here in new mexico is that you know we're we're a pretty big state by area and unfortunately nmsu is located right at the southern part of, of new mexico you know we're we're about 40 miles from from texas over here so geographically is really challenging to get uh, you know, students down here physically at our college. It was it that was part of, of I think what was what was hurting some of the the numbers is is it's just tough. If you got a job up you know 300 200 miles away, it, it's hard to just say I'm gonna um, you know start attending school and I'm gonna I'm gonna quit my job and go over there. It's just tough. And some people did it. Don't get me wrong. Some people did it, but it was very challenging. There's only a few that could could definitely uh, put up with that. So, you know, it it's it just it, it just opened up the pipelines to allow more people to to uh, be a part of that. And also, just recently, found out the community college here in Las Cruces just uh, recently uh, was was given permission to to move forward with the two year associates program there as well. Good deal. Yeah, I was thinking about New Mexico. If you started in the northwest corner and went to the southeast corner. How many eastern states would that cover? Uh, yeah, <laughs> right. it, it's it's pretty spread out. So yeah, uh, and and in the in the creation of this new program, now here comes the thought as well is online classes. Hey, let's make online classes. Let's start exploring that. And uh, luckily, Dr. Warren, uh, you know, one of the professors, very well known there at NMSU, he had already started to experiment with some online classes. Luckily, so he had he had some uh, you know some data to share with us what works, what doesn't work, and and it so he kind of had already birthed that in a way. 
but we started to utilize it more and more. And now we can say that the latter two years of, of the degree at New Mexico State are fully 100% online. And, uh, you know, we've, we've realized that that's actually really helped bring people into the program. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, yeah. Kurt Worm and like, I, I was going to say, Kurt Worm and I have known each other probably since maybe before you guys were born. I don't know. We've known each other for a really <laughs> long time. <laughs> he wouldn't claim to be that old, but I do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he's definitely young at heart, for sure. Oh, he is. He, oh, yeah. He's a super guy. Yeah. yeah so, you, so I, you were talking about the two year schools. Um, and the online, um, mm-hmm. I've, I've said so many times in, in my mind, this whole idea of being able to do distance learning at whatever level you can, um, I think helps solve that question. We always hear the question, where's the next generation coming from? And the yeah. answer oftentimes is they're already working for you. You just got to give right. them a chance to, to get an education. And that's that's where I think the beauty of the kind of things you guys and some other people in the country are doing. I, this is going to sound more dramatic than I want it to, but it could be the salvation of our profession by allowing people that opportunity. Yeah, I know. So an interesting thing to add to that is once we started the online program, we started saying, well, what about labs? How are you going to do a lab when you're online? And and we were kind of scratching our heads, but I, I started to realize you know, the, the, the answer is right there in front of us is that when, if, if you're gonna enroll in some classes, it's, it's very likely that you might be working for somebody already. Um, or there's somebody in your, in your community that would like to, you know, put you under their wings. So if you're taking classes online through the labs, you're, you're, you're encouraged and you're forced to reach out to either your, your current uh, boss or surveyor you're working under, or go find somebody that you're working under. So it, it, it kind of forces the communication, the relationships to happen. And when you go to sign up for your test and you do your application, you're gonna put down everybody who you had experience with anyhow. So it's kind of already building that as well. You know, you're starting to build your your um, your references. And, and then if you decide that that, if you're a student and you decide that that surveyor is somebody you wanna work for and continue working for, you can you you might have a job right there if if for whatever reason you know the the student or whoever is is not somebody that that the employer wanted to hire on then they're not then they're not really fully responsible for taking that on either so so it's 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 been really interesting uh we got some students out in minnesota right now that that are working with their boss and uh, somebody that's originally from new mexico and it's a beautiful thing that they can still operate and be a part of it, yet they're, you know, on the other side of the country. Yeah, as a matter of yeah. fact, you, you just answered a question I was going to ask uh, in terms of outreach, because, you know, we got we got Chris sitting over there in Buena Vista now, so he, yep. he, he may, he may want to send some students your way. <laughs> oh, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's, uh, it's great being able to uh, have that distance learning option. And then it, I think it'll help with the uh, professional organizations too, like uh, the New Mexico Professional Surveyors or the Virginia Fish Jason Surveyors. Members of those professional organizations, we can help with the labs. If there isn't a local surveyor near that person taking class, they can come to the professional organization and we can set up a lab for them. Right, so I'm interested, David, um, where do you think you are? I mean, I know you at, when this kind of came about, 
it was almost like crisis mode, right? <laughs> and mm-hmm. and so you had to get to work and say, let's let's fix this, and you did. Uh, where do you think you are right now in terms of comfortability? Are you you think you're? You know, here's the thing: is that we can never let comfortability go away. I mean, be there. We this is uh, we're we're actually still just getting started. We're rolling up our sleeves. Now is the time to put in the work. I mean, we did some work to maintain it. But it's not like, okay, guys, we're good. We can go back. You know, now we have to set up a, a program. We have to set up a cycle that that ensures that NMPS is going to be always a part of the marketing and the pushing of of, of our surveying um, community here. We can't yeah. we can't ever get relaxed or anything. Go back to that again because we know what could happen. Right. Uh, we we can't rely just on the college and and Dr. Worm and Dr. Lecture alone to to do this. It's gonna it's gonna require input from us. And um, one of the things that's really really backed up recently that uh, I've been a part of is is getting out and marketing, getting out and and going to career fairs, visiting schools, uh, visiting STEM programs, having them come to the college. Uh, all different sorts of groups. The last two years, uh, myself and Carrie Greiner, who I, who I believe you you know as well. I do, yeah, I know Carrie uh, well. Yeah. yeah, we've been out doing a lot of uh, outreach, and whether it's you know, like I said, groups or even other high schools in the area that are already implementing some of these design classes, serving classes, and engineering. Uh, we're we're starting to discover and trying to round up the troops who want to be a part of this movement here. And and there's a lot of excitement when we go out and talk to schools. There's kids that are excited about it, uh, you know, and 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 it's just a matter of us getting out there. We kind of expect for people to just, you know, magically find out about surveying. We need to do our part. And and I see, you know, the the leadership with NSPS out there leading the way, you know, setting the example for how we should be, um, you know, reaching out and and really. Uh, letting it getting the word out about how good of a career surveying could be and um so uh i've seen i've already been able to encourage people into the program and and i think that's what me and carrie definitely enjoy being being able to see this growth take place but it but it's come with uh, with some work behind it well chris okay. now, now that you're uh sort of looking at it from afar <laughs> um what are your thoughts? I mean, I, I know that obviously this is a success story. And as you know, and I know both being Virginia surveyors, we have our own issues with finding educational opportunities for people. And and I guess, David, you know that we are a state that does not require a four-year degree yet. Um, right. That puts us in some level of minority, I think. But, but nonetheless, I was just curious, Chris, if you saw any parallels to maybe try to help the educational institutions here in the state or or make them stronger yeah. because you know we really don't have a program like the one at New Mexico State in Virginia. No, the closest one I guess is at uh, East Tennessee East State Ten- University. Yep. And they allow Virginians to be uh, in-state tuition uh, right if they go into the surveying program there. Um so that's a good opportunity and then we have uh, uh one of the things that Virginia does is, is teach uh a prepared uh preparing classes for the the test basically right, right instead of putting people into the university we teach um uh, how to pass the test <laughs> uh seminars basically what you need to know to pass the test um 
Yeah, and then uh, New Mexico, I hope, will become a um, one of the uh, online leaders as well, like to help all the states uh, mm -hmm. maybe become you can be, get a four-year degree from almost any state uh and if we can if new mexico can set up a two plus two program with other states and other community colleges and other states like standardize the uh, curriculums in those that would be incredible i think it would help the profession all the way across the board yeah is that are they working in that direction david yes yeah we're we're you know trying to be in alignment you know with with the NSPS pushes as much as possible. And I know, you know, that that's what would be the grand idea that we could set up something like that. Um, and, and, you know, being that we've been through some of those processes, you know, we just want to be able to uh, be of assistance to other states or institutions that might be in the same predicament. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm thinking of New Mexico. I haven't heard anything in a long time about uh, Jim Riley. Dr. Riley, yeah, he's a legend yeah. out here for sure. Yeah, he really is. And uh, there's there's a story. I don't know how 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 true it is, but uh, you know, Dr. Riley would would uh, go into one of the engineering classes and speak to them, and he would just start calling them out. You know, who's who's coming with me? Who's going to be a surveyor? <laughs> I know some of you in here want to be surveyors. And yeah. and. Uh, that's sort of been my my take on it too. Is uh, you know some of the classes we have, there's more engineer engineering majors than there are uh, surveying and geomatics. But but I'm always encouraging them, uh, you know, uh, uh, of how good of a, of a profession we have. And I truthfully feel they look at me kind of funny when I say this, but I say you know what I feel like 10% of you were really surveyors. You just didn't know about it yet. You know, we just yep. didn't get to you yet. Right. And well, and, and it. And that that actually with with that same breath there is that it's not just a major that you have to do. You could also do a minor now as well. So that's kind of been my encouragement to those students that are in the engineering field as well as look, you're already most of the way there. You got about 18 more credits to take and you could be you could get your minor in surveying as well and go on to be duly licensed if you wanted to. Yeah, Jim yeah. has been a, a, a good friend forever. I he he and I went through a, a fire together. Uh, of sorts. Oh, really? The year okay. he the year he became the president of what was then ACSM, and NSPS was a part of that, of course. Right after he was named as the incoming president, I got a call to ask me if I could come over and manage the ACSM office for a few months while they found a new executive because the guy who'd been there left. Well, <laughs> I I said sure, why not? You know, my business is going pretty good, so I go over there and of course I find out. One of the reasons the issues there is because there really wasn't any money. Mm -hmm. and, and so Jim and I spent his year as president and my first year in this job uh, trying to figure out how to get this thing back on its feet again. So we, we went through a lot together. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. He, he's a great yeah. guy. He, he is. is. And, and yeah, just talking about the history of the program and all that, I know he was one of the definitely the pioneers of that. And, and, uh, what's what's awesome is that we have uh, we have this grassy area there that we do a lot of surveying called the horseshoe, and we have a cap right in the middle, Point Riley. And All right. Every class, every student that goes through is probably going to sit up on that cap or, or have an understanding of it. That's uh, cool. Because you know we're, we're very appreciative for all that Dr. Riley did. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Chris, you will say something, I think. 
Oh, no. Uh, he, he was uh, one of my professors going through school, and I just loved taking his classes. He was very knowledgeable and, and uh, really uh, uh, charismatic. He, he, uh, he kept it interesting. Yeah. I've had a lot of fun times with Kerry, too, Kerry Griner. We, I used to see him a lot yes. when I was out visiting. And um, just everybody I've ever met in your organization has been quality people, I, just really good people. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Carrie's Carrie's been awesome. He was, when I was a student, Carrie was already doing a lot of the stuff that we're doing now. He was, he was hiring students, you know, uh, during the summers or come work for him, giving us all experience. Um, and, and there's a, there's a handful of surveyors that had a chance to work with him. And so he's, he's still a big, uh, a big uh, cheerleader here. Yeah. Well. Kurt, Kurt Worm and I go way back too. We've known each other for a really long time and, we like to kid each other because we think the other one spells his name incorrectly, but. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Hey. <laughs> so yeah. where do you think, where do you think things are? I mean, it sounds like everything's beginning to come together and, and solidify itself, but I know you're, like you said, there's still a lot of work to do and a lot of diligence that is going to be required. Yeah, so one of the promises that we had made, I think something that's worth mentioning is that, uh, like you said, it's a money theme. And part of us saying, can you, you know, let, let keep the program, let us keep it, you know, and well, give me some money then, you know. Okay, well, they they gave us a, a, a proposal of $300,000 over the next three years. Wow. Okay, yeah. so we're... We got that and we're looking at each other like, wow, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and in some circumstances, it, it, it some people, you know, NMPS uh, representatives were like, we had this on the table and some of us felt we got to do it. This is our only chance. We're going to make this promise. There was some that were, we're against it. And, and we, you know, cause we don't want to put ourselves on the hanger either. That's a lot of money to, to promise, you know? And so, like I said, you know, me being the president, I'm like, oh my gosh, what? I gotta make this call. What's it gonna be? And but, but I had, I, I, I we rolled the dice, and through Chris's support, Chris, was, Chris Pabs was a big supporter to to us during that part, and and we decided, no, let's do it. Let's say we're gonna do it. Yeah. And uh, through some of Chris's intuition and his work, and met Chris. Why don't you hint on that? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, at the time, we had a, a lobbyist that um, wasn't really uh, working out for us, and um, uh, Amanda Alred actually uh, um, came up with a, a new lobbyist that we could possibly hire. So we we interviewed him, and um, he had ties to the oil and gas industry and the utility companies in the area. So we uh, fired the, or I became president, and then I had to do the task of firing the old. Uh, uh, lobbyist and hiring a new one and uh, with the new uh, lobbyist um, we were able to meet with uh, P&M the uh, the uh, electric company there and natural and the New Mexico natural gas and uh, through those meetings uh, we found out that they had uh, these um, foundations that give away money for certain causes so we put together a proposal to see if they could fund you know give us some funding for uh, NMSU because they basically use a lot of surveyors in their um, setting of easements and 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 staking out of pipelines and stuff like that so uh, was able to uh, uh, write a proposal and get it approved with the help of the lobbyist and 
uh, P&M in New Mexico gave us $200,000, oh, wow. $100,000 a year for two years, or $100,000 each year for two years. So it really uh, uh, put helped us a lot. Uh, it, we were sweating trying to find how we were going to raise $300,000, but yeah. we've with that donation, we were able to uh, solidify the reorganization of the geomatic, geomatics program. That sure made the extra hundred thousand look more doable. Huh? <laughs> oh yeah, well, we, we through through Terry's uh, you know words, he says, David, I know we could do the hundred thousand, you know, between everybody and reaching out. I know we could do that, you know, and, and so the other two, well, we shall see what happened. But it, it was sort of a it was sort of a gambling moment at the time. But I'm glad we we rolled the dice and took the chances. And, um, you know, even when we had those original first talks, I just, I just felt that I, I just felt like, you know what, this isn't the end. We just gotta, we just gotta regroup. And if anything, we're going to be back stronger than ever. And, and in that meeting, I had a lot of awkward looks like people like, well, come on, David, how is that going to happen? That, you know what? I don't know, but it's, this, this is what's going to happen. And, yep. and for, fortunately for us, as a group, we took the right steps and, and advised each other, and you know we were able to 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 do that. I I grew up the son of a Baptist minister, and what you were feeling is called faith. <laughs> right, right, exactly. That's it. That's it. And I am in nature. I am I am uh, you know an optimistic person in general, so I I like to to to, to have that challenge, you know, but. Uh, but we're so so we're making some momentum. I think at our lowest point we were at 12 students, um, and now we're we've gotten it back to up to about 36. I want to say. Wow. Yeah, and we had uh, three graduates last semester. So I I sort of project over uh, the next year to we're gonna we're gonna be close to the 50 mark if not if not exceeding that. And uh, that's excellent. A lot of it's gonna be online. Yeah. A lot of it's going to be online, but but either way, we have uh, we have something a pipeline here in New Mexico, and if you can't come down uh, and and be a part of it here physically, you can still participate as well as every anybody else in the country. So it's I feel like we we got the momentum, but we just got to keep it going. We just got to keep getting the word out. Uh, social media has been a huge helper to that. Being able to to post pictures and and media about what we're doing, getting it out to the volumes, that's definitely been a, a key tool as well. Yeah, and and one of the big players always in that kind of thing is, and it sounds like you've really got a good handle on it, is just convincing people of the quality of what they're getting, and then it doesn't yeah, matter yeah. where they're living or how they're going to take the courses; they understand the the value. Right. So yeah, you, you guys have done a great job at that, and uh, I, I applaud you for sure. Well, we try to yeah, keep these things you. somewhere around a half an hour, and I think we're pretty close to that, believe it or not. Time flies when you're having fun, right? Sure does. Sure but, does. I, but I don't want to cut short if, we're, if we've left out anything that we should be talking about, or maybe just if you want to give a little promotional piece for, for people to know what you're doing and, and come on down and take a look, uh, you're welcome to do that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, definitely if you're out there and you're looking to, uh, you know, get get a, a bachelor's in serving, you know, New Mexico State's definitely a great option with the online courses we mentioned. Um, it's definitely obtainable. 
Um, and and one other thing that I yeah, ABET accredited. We got all the accreditations. That, that's a good point, Chris, because there are other programs out there that may not have that accreditation that are two-year programs, or or I should say online programs. Right. But yeah. uh, if if you're needing that, if your state requirement is is to have that uh, that degree with with that accreditation, you know, definitely NMSU is a good good uh, choice. Yeah, um, and, and no, go ahead. Chris. I was gonna say I'll make a pitch back to you guys. Okay. NSPS is responsible for the teams that evaluate the programs for surveying and ABET. And one of the things okay. we all, all one of the things we always need are evaluators because uh, they're hard to come by. So you guys ought to take a look at that and maybe think about being part of that team because you don't have to live anywhere in particular to do it. Um, right, and right. I, th I think we have. Uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of 25 to 30 programs that we're responsible for all across the country. Um, but that that's something that we, we desperately need. And coming from a situation like you guys are in, I think it puts you in a good spot to know what to look for when you're going to do an accreditation visit. So you might want to think about that. Yeah, yeah no, thank you. We, I love getting involved, you know, probably more than my wife likes me to sometimes, but... Uh, <laughs> But we, we enjoy it. We have a passion for it. And uh, if I could just say also that uh, if there's any uh, schools out there, any any institutions or, or groups, states that are facing some of these challenges, you know, we would love to be able to share this information. We don't want it to die with us. We want to be able to share and help, you know, anybody else with, with you know, figuring out some answers, having somebody to talk to you about it. Yeah. Um, you know, something to bounce somebody off of. So I just want to have that open invite out there to anybody who's listening that uh, is is in that uh, predicament. Right. And if people don't know how to get in touch with you, they can always ask me and I'll send That's them right. away. <laughs> That's right. Well, thank cool. you both for being with me today. This has been a great uh, eye opening experience and 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 a real a real uh, feel good story. One of those where you're on the ropes, but you figured out a way to come back. and. And uh, that's right. That's important in yeah. life for sure. Yes. <laughs> yes. So thanks again for being with me. Yes, sir. Thank Curtis, you. you have a great day, sir. You've been listening to Future Focus here on the NSPS Surveyor Says podcast. Our guests today have been David Acosta, PLS, and adjunct professor in the Geomatics and Surveying Program at New Mexico State University along with Chris Pappas, NSPS Director for New Mexico. For more information on the NMSU program, please visit their website at et.nmsu.edu. Upcoming episodes of Surveyor Says will feature more Table A Talk with Kurt Sumner and Gary Kent, detailed NSPS Lobby Day talking points from our Government Affairs Committee via our Point of Order series, and many more stories from the Young Surveyors Network. So remember to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and Spotify, as well as our podcast host, Podbean. And also watch our website, nsps.us.com, for information on future episodes. And remember, it's a great day to be a surveyor.